makes me realize that you don't always have to make such like a big movement. Like I don't have to stage a walkout at my school to make a difference in the world. Like I don't have to get bills passed and things like that. Like I don't have to do something major like that to make a difference. Like it's the small things that you do within your day, the small things that can make like the most difference in some people's lives. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the Let's Give a Damn podcast, the show where we share inspiring stories of damn givers all around the world and where we aim to equip you to give more dams than ever before. This is going to be the shortest podcast episode we've done, but don't think for one second that you'll leave any less encouraged than you have with any other episode. I have a very, very special guest to introduce you to today. But before we get to our guest, we are wrapping up a series of podcasts sponsored by our friends at Scout Books in Portland, Oregon. Before I say anything about them and how much I love them, let's listen to our last segment from one of their team members. Here's Paola, their press lead, to share about how Bark, Equity Alliance, and Scout partnered up to do something meaningful together. Take it away, Paola. Hi, my name is Paola, and I'm the press department lead at Scout Books. When I'm not covered in ink, I spend most of my time among the wildly diverse flora and fauna of the Pacific Northwest. Bark is a nonprofit grassroots organization whose mission is to advocate for the natural, thriving habitat of Mount Hood National Forest and to protect this magical place from the commercial destruction by empowering activists and volunteers through education and free access to the forest. As a member of the Equity Alliance at Scout Books and our commitment to using 100% recycled paper, a partnership between these two entities was a natural formation. We worked with Bark to create ground truthing guides, pocket notebooks that Bark volunteers reference when collecting critical information from the forest. Bark uses these guides to record the truth of the ground of proposed timber sales. This information is then submitted to the Forest Service to help advise the sale of trees from Mount Hood. In a world built on resource extraction and in the face of climate change and water insecurity, these little books were a great way for us to give back to a community working to secure a more sustainable future. I love this one example and one of many of the impactful work Scout Books does. Ultimately, we partner with Scout because they believe business can be a force for good and that business can have a positive impact on people and the planet. Scout uses a huge portion of their time, energy, and budget to love and serve humanity well. I highly recommend you check out their work at scoutbooks.com and please, please, please consider using them for your next team retreat booklet that you need to make, your next work event, your next fundraiser, or maybe you want to create cool products to sell or hand them out to your friends. Either way, I 100% stand behind them and their work. Remember, you can still get 15% off your order at scoutbooks.com by using our code GIVEADAM in all caps, GIVEADAM in all caps at checkout. Hit me up if you have any questions or if you'd like to get in touch with them directly. They're a wonderful bunch and I know they'd love to hear from you. Scout Books, I can't thank you enough for believing in what we're doing on this podcast. Keep up the good work. Okay, now for this week's podcast guest. Her name is Clara Daly. She's 15 years old and she's from Calabasas, California. You may recognize her name because she did something a few weeks ago that made her a viral sensation all over the world for a few days. If you don't believe me, go Google or Yahoo or Bing or whatever you use. Go Google her name and you'll find pages and pages of the story we are about to share with you on this show. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I don't want to give anything away. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the lovely and passionate 
Clara Daly. I'm so excited to have Clara Daly on the line for the Let's Give a Damn podcast. Hello, Clara. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on on such short notice. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, If I type your name into Google right now, I'm going to find several pages of you, you, and more you. And there's a reason for that, because on June 18th, uh, you were flying across the U.S., correct? Uh, Yes, I was, from Massachusetts, Portland. Yep, and you were with your mom, and something happened on that flight that caught the attention of several people, and all of a sudden, you were this viral sensation all over the internet, Um, and I think for good reason. There's a lot of bad reasons to become viral. Uh, This was a good one. So why don't you tell me kind of what happened? I mean, people can go look it up, but tell me kind of what happened, and then I'll ask some more questions, and we'll get into a couple different things that I really want to hit on and get your perspective on. So what happened on that flight from Boston to Portland on June 18th? Well, I was flying with my mother and our, we were supposed to fly later in the day from Massachusetts to Los Angeles, like a direct flight, but our plane was delayed. Okay. It was canceled, I guess. And so we had to do a layover in Portland. So I'm flying from Portland to Massachusetts to Portland, then to Los Angeles. And so I'm on the flight and then the flight attendant presses the call button and asks like, tells everyone, does anyone speak sign language? And so I, you know, pressed the call button. And I was like, yeah, like I speak sign language. Like, yeah, I can help you. And so she told me that there was a passenger on the flight who was both deaf and blind and that he needed some assistance to to ask him what he needed, if he needed anything. So they told me that I had to sign individual letters into his hand to make words so he would know, so he would feel like my hands and like the shape that they were in. So I asked him, I spelled out for him, how are you? Are you okay? Do you need anything? And he said he needs some water. So I got, I told him to get him some water, and then I went back to my seat. Then the flight attendant came back and told me that he had been asking for me, and she asked if I could go in and check on him again. And I said, yeah, sure. And I went in. I uh, asked him again, how are you? Are you okay? Do you need anything? He told me, he asked me, how long we had left on the flight. And I told him we had about three hours. And so I went back to my seat and I sat down and the flight attendant came back a last time and told me that he was just lonely and she thinks he needs, he wanted to talk to me. He'd been asking for me. So then we went and we just talked for the last hour. Well, first I, I want to commend you for that. And, and there's a couple reasons why. So a lot of people listening might say, well, of course she should have responded because she knew sign language and they needed someone. It's her responsibility to respond. But the reality is that so many, and that's one of the reasons that I started this podcast is that so many of us see people that need help and things that need to be done, but we don't respond, even though whatever the people that need our help and the things that need to be done are well within our skill set, right? And they don't respond because uh, whatever, there's, you know, I don't know what you were doing. Maybe you were watching a movie or listening to music, reading a magazine, sleeping, whatever. You could have chosen to not, for whatever reason, maybe you were upset because the plane was delayed or whatever, and you could have just chosen, I'm not going to do that, but instead you didn't choose to do that. And so I have a question here. Was there a moment where you said, nah, maybe I'm not going to respond? Or did you just immediately say, hey, I can do this. I need to help. There wasn't, it was not a moment of like, oh, I don't want to do this. There was a moment of me wondering, oh, will I be able to give them what they need? Like, will I be qualified to 
help this like man. I was worried I was going to spell some things wrong or like miscommunicate stuff, but there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to be able to help him in some way that I could. Is that something that's part of your life, people that you observe, maybe your family? Like, are there people around you that, you know, for the sake of this podcast, that do give a damn people that see stuff that needs to be done and do it? Is that part of your environment or is that something that you're kind of learning and exploring on your own? I mean, my home environment is very much like that. We all, I was always taught to help when you, when people need help, like you do what you can do to make the world like better than what it is. Like that's what I always had been taught. I mean, there are people around me at my school and stuff like that who, you know, don't help people and like, like to see people struggle. But I I would say mostly around me, like that's what I, that's why I think this is such a, a weird thing to be going so viral. Cause I'm like, if this was anyone in my family who knew sign language or anyone of my friends who knew sign language, like, I mean, this is what anyone I know would have done or anyone I'm like close with. Tim Cook, this blind and deaf man that you were able to help. What was your experience with him? Did you, as you were communicating with him, like what were you feeling? What was he feeling? Kind of what was the environment going on there? I'm sure he was very grateful that on this random flight, he was able to find somebody that could, you know, communicate with him. But what was going on there? I mean, I think emotions were overwhelming. It it was just a, such a special experience because I've never really gotten to use my sign language other than in my class. So it was so cool not only to get to like, you know, learn something and actually get to use it in a, in a real environment, but also just even a step further from just someone who is deaf, someone who's also blind, like them having to feel your movements of your hands. It's just so like it's such a personal connection that you make with someone and like to know that I like helped him and like that maybe like even for a small second he like was more happy in his like dark world like I don't know that just feels really good to me yeah 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 a couple times so far you've mentioned hey I don't know why this really went viral because I'm doing what everyone else uh should be doing right but the reality is I think I think why these things do get the attention that I think they deserve, even though everybody should be doing it. The reason I think they get the attention is because social media and the news and there's so much negativity, right? I mean, the negativity online and on social media way over, disproportionately overwhelms us uh, with, you know, negative stuff. And so to, to see these kinds of things happening is, I think, special. And I think it does encourage people too, because as I stated already, there are so many people, I think, that would have heard that announcement and not even out of a, like, maliciously or in a mean way, they would have said, I am tired from work. I have too much on my mind. I just want to chill. This movie is too good. And they would have ignored that call. And you chose to not ignore it. And and I, I want to commend you for that. And I also want to encourage everyone listening that to make the world a better place, that's what it requires is to hear sometimes these very simple, like what the flight attendants asked you to do wasn't super huge, right? It was spend some time with Tim, this blind and deaf man, but it did make a difference for the people on the plane. And it made a difference for the you know millions of people that have heard your story since then. And now I want to finish with what is the effect that it had on you? So what have you learned from this? What's your biggest takeaway now that you've seen how this affected Tim's life and how it's touched the lives of so many, does this circumstance make you want to give a damn more in the future? I mean, I think I, I've always given a damn about a lot of things. I'm 
a very passionate, overwhelmingly passionate person yeah. involved with a lot of activism stuff in my school and around my community. I've always given a damn about a lot of things. But I do think this makes me realize that you don't always have to make such like a big movement. Like I don't have to stage a walkout at my school to make a difference in the world. Like I don't have to get bills passed and things like that. Like I don't have to do something major like that to make a difference. Like it's the small things that you do within your day, the small things that can make like the most difference in some people's lives. That's a very uh, <laughs> wise beyond your years kind of things to say. And I'm really grateful that already in your life, whether it's your parents or your surroundings and you experiencing stuff, because I would say the vast majority of 15 year olds don't feel that way. And I think part of that is the environment you're growing up in. There are a lot more things happening now that I think are maturing uh, people at a lot younger age, right? There's things that you've seen and experienced as a high schooler that no no person should ever experience, let alone you know someone in high school. And so I completely agree. We want to do these big things, and we kind of dream of these big things: starting a nonprofit, you know, saving this person or that group or whatever. Like you said, bills and walkouts and marches. But I think the difference, and you're right, begins with these very small things. Whether or not someone will ever take notice, we've got to have the integrity inside of us to do it, knowing that someone may never take notice. We're not doing it to be noticed. We're doing it because this person, in this case, Tim Cook, really needs our help, and we're going to do it regardless of what people say or think or do, and if anyone ever sees us or not. I really commend you for that. This has been super fun. Thank you for taking a few moments. I, I really appreciate what you did. I appreciate, you know, what you're going to continue doing. Again, if you feel that at 15, I hope, you know, I wish the best for you um, as you continue to, yeah, figure out what you want to do and the kinds of ways that you want to impact the world. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. This is a nice talk. Dear friends, I want Clara's story to serve as an example to everyone, but especially to young people, that you matter. The things you do matter. And you have the opportunity to show us old geezers how to give a damn. I'm so encouraged to hear that giving a damn is part of Clara's life, and I wish that for every young person listening to this podcast right now. You can find show notes for this podcast episode and all the others by going to podcast.letsgiveadam.com. That's podcast.letsgiveadam.com. Hit us up on social media. I'm Nick LaPara, and we're Let's Give a Damn at Let's Give a Damn everywhere. Please let me know how I can help you. If you have any podcast guest suggestions or anything you'd like, maybe you hate what we're doing, let us know. I would love to chat with you about those things. Be sure to check out scoutbooks.com. Use the code in all caps, give a damn. Give a damn in all caps at checkout. I love them. You will too. Last but not least, the show is edited and produced, as always, by the Wizard of Audio, Chad Snavely. Friends, I can't wait to spend time with you next week. Love you all. Bye for now.